0: And then I started making some videos about acting and then those would get a lot of comments, And I'd be like, Oh, maybe I'm onto something here. And then I would make more. And then, so I was like, Oh, this is my niche and this makes me happy. And people seem to like him. So I think if you can find your pocket, I think that's uh, really helpful too. And finding your audience, like finding these group Facebook groups on well, these groups on Facebook for actors you know, uh, through that, I've found, I've gotten a new manager and through these videos, I've gotten hired to make other videos and I've had casting people call me in. And so it's, it's important to remember. It's not a one-to-one, you don't make a video today and you see the reap, you reap your rewards tomorrow. It took me like two years of constantly making things for people for it to start to show up and for people to start to recognize it. So you have to understand that if you start today in social media, it's going to take a while for it to make sense, for it to matter, for someone to notice it. And that's okay. Like don't don't poo-poo it just because you're not seeing the rewards right away.
1: Hey everybody, it's me, Ashley Monique Menard. I'm the host of the F Your Fierce podcast. I'm so stoked, y'all. We're headed to YouTube as well. You'll be able to find us video episodes. Super exciting. Who the hell am I? I know you want to know. Well, I'm an actor, singer, writer, comedian, director. I do a lot of shit. It's pretty cool. But I also love performers, so that's why I started this podcast, so we could all talk about our journeys. Information is power, so that's why I have so many artists come on here. We talk about their careers. We learn a little bit. It's sharing. We also talk about fear. Fear stops us from doing a lot of stuff in life, and it's silly. Why? F your fears. Get pregnant with your ideas and give birth to your dreams. You guys are worth it. I love you. Let's go ahead and dive in. This is going to be such a killer episode. Let's do it. Hey, y'all. David Abad is on the show today. It's going to be so great. Can't wait. I'm stoked. Uh, Yeah, David, he grew up in the Midwest, moved over to L.A. We hear about his journey, what it's like going from world to world, and what it's like being an actor over there in L.A. And he's done it all. He's got that. He's got that like in New York. It's if you've done Law and Order, then you're an an actor Um, over in L.A. If you've done Grey's Anatomy, you're an actor. And he has done Grey's Anatomy. He was also in feud with Betty Davis and Joan. I mean, what an exciting thing. He's been a little bit everywhere And I'm so excited that he's on the show. We're able to talk to him. He does these wonderful videos. He posts them on his Facebook. He's super funny. Great videos for actors. You should totally check him out because he's really funny. But you're here because you want to know more. Well, before I bring out David, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This has been such a cool experience starting the podcast. We're growing. We're moving over to YouTube, doing video podcasts. I'm hoping David will come back and we'll do a video pod because he's such a cool cat. I really love chatting with him. So I'm stoked for that. That's what's to come. Video podcast, check them out over on YouTube. You can also listen here, wherever you're currently listening. Where are you listening? Are you on Spotify right now? Are you on iTunes? Where are you? Who are you? I'd like to know who you are. Why don't you take your phone out? Take a little screenshot of you listening to the pod. Tag us on social stuff. I need to know people are listening to it. The numbers say that people are listening to it, but no one ever tells me. It'd be so cool to hear it. So please show your support by letting us know you're listening. It's great because then it it, it, it makes the community. It creates the community of all of the fearless and fearful. We're, I mean, we're, we're dual. We're a little bit of each, um, all of us creatives coming together and just talking about the stuff that we don't really talk about. And I think it's so important. So I'm stoked for that. Um, we've got David Abed over here on the show. Let's get this going. I know you want it. So I'm going to give it to you. Let's do it. You ready? Let's do it. Oh, it's coming in now. David, welcome. Hello.
0: It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: You're like my new favorite person on Facebook, man. Wow,
0: I'll take that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You make these really funny videos that totally resonate with actors. And for (laughs) all my actor friends out there, you gotta check out David's stuff because it's spot on. (laughs) Thank you. So good. So tell me, um, tell me like your top three videos that you've made and like the premise of them.
0: Sure. So uh, I think the one that kind of um, seems to be resonating the most with people is just a video about what it's like to do self-tapes at home, which <laughs> for all the actors out there, that's all we're doing uh, these days. And, you know, I think we all go into the self-tape moment being like, this is going to take five minutes. You know, you have mm-hmm. either your significant other or a friend come over like, don't, I practice, don't worry about it. And then mm-hmm. you, you get into it and you, you enter a world of hell you know, it's, it's planes, it's dogs, it's babies. It's like, you realize you don't know what to do with your script. You don't know how to say a line. It's not working. So it's just a montage of the hell that we all go through. Um, every time we self tape. So that was, uh, one of the bigger ones. And then another one was like, the audition after the audition when you when you yeah. audition and then you go and then you sit in your car after the audition when you go over all your lines again trying to figure mm-hmm. out how you should have said it if you were in the room and you just torture yourself oh. um for zero reason and so uh yeah and then another one That's is so just funny. kind of like with the self tape is uh slating like i huh. i don't know about people out there but sometimes I, it's like ten minutes, and I'm still trying to figure out how to get my slate where it doesn't look like I'm <laughs> slouching, or I say my name weird. For some reason, my arms always look like they're floating like a bird. Like uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's it's a lot of pain. And I, I've been making these videos um, for a, about a year and a half for Instagram, and mm-hmm. you know, Instagram recently has been changing their algorithm. So before, I was like getting all this validation. I was like, oh, a couple thousand views. And then all of a sudden, Instagram changed their algorithms, and I'm like, no one's watch- no one's seeing these. And it was like, maybe I need to change <sighs> my tactics. Yeah. Then I found acting Facebook groups, and it was like reinvigorated because I was like, oh, here's an audience of people that totally get it. And so mm-hmm. the, all the videos that I've had for the last year, I've been able to repurpose to a new audience on Facebook, and it's been really gratifying to just see that people. We're all the same. We all go through the same pain and the same struggles. And I think we all enjoy understanding that we're not the only ones out there going through this stuff.
1: (sighs) David, I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly (laughs) why I started this podcast. I started it because... You know it's a weird fucking year, like yeah, there's, so there's weird. a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, and i I started to feel like fear kind of making me not want to do things and holding yeah. me back, and then I was like, "Fuck that and, <laughs> and so I decided my approach for this year and life is just to really fuck my fears, yeah, fuck them real hard, they'll get me pregnant <laughs> with my dreams so I right. can give birth to my dreams. Cause like, what else are we living for? Especially as creatives. I mean, it's not like we're bankers,
0: exactly. you know, like
1: that's a totally different road. We should be investing in ourselves 100% and we should be hopefully trying to get some sort of, you know, return in the future. But I, I get you. I totally get you. So th- I, I think that's one of the things that drew me to your material. Cause I was like, he's doing it. Look at him <laughs>
0: fucking doing it.
1: He ain't waiting for nobody to say, do you want to do it?
0: Right. (laughs) I appreciate you saying that because, you know, I think all of us, you know, any of us who are still like waiting for that big series regular role Mm -hmm. or to like totally make a lot of money acting, it can often Mm -hmm. feel like short of fame and fortune. It's or it's just nothing like there's you know, there's no there's nothing else we can do. And so doing stuff, doing these videos and stuff like that, it just helps as I always tell people, it it brings the control a little bit back into my hands, which I think as actors, we're all just looking for more control in our careers. And I think like you said, during this time, you know, especially in March and April, where we were just kind of like fearful and had, and we were all just supposed to stay in our houses Mm -hmm. and have no idea what to do. It's like, okay, here's some time where like, we can take some control and, you know, just try to put out what do we want to do with our free time and how can mm-hmm. it help you know especially if it's if you want to just sew and not or something that isn't like acting related that's great too to like clear yep. your head but for yep. me I see it as kind of like an, a living resume that can kind of it, it helps me have fun and it's something people can see and who knows how that might affect my career in the future.
1: Totally totally and i feel like it's gonna i feel like it's gonna so speaking of careers i want to start at the beginning the beginning (laughs) your your first your first walk on
0: where were you born where was I born wow (laughs) way back way back your
1: first starring role
0: wow thank you when i came out and i said hello world all the way back well all the michiganders out there who there are many of us a small Ah! town in michigan called grand ledge like a it's like a uh just uh just a little more above a farming community but the kind of city where you smell the poop in the air during farming (laughs) season because (laughs) they're on their farms Uh. and uh there's like a big football community i'm terrible at all sports so Mm -hmm. i did not quite fit in with the crowds so i Mm was uh very happy when I got into Michigan in the theater department, uh, to finally be in an environment and with like-minded, uh, people and, uh, still have many friends from that department, uh, today. And it was just the best, the best years way back in the, uh, early mid two thousands. And then I moved to LA right away and I did weird jobs like the chandelier cleaner and a beach camp counselor. And, Things of that Uh, nature to get us going.
1: Oh, 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 so many questions. So many (laughs) follow-ups. Okay, so I guess first, since we're there, tell me more. I'm a huge fan of Sia, and I I don't know if you realize, she wrote a song (laughs) called Chandelier.
0: Of course, a few Uh, years ago.
1: Now, when when you were doing your work with chandeliers, did you sing that while you did it?
0: You know, unfortunately, it was Uh, pre-Sia. We're talking... Two thousand nine, ten in this time so what was
1: this job tell me about it
0: i met a girl a woman through a different job and she had a chandelier cleaning business and the business was basically <laughs> it's a hundred bucks whether it, uh-huh. it takes you an hour or five hours so of course incentive to work quickly and we yeah. did a lot of mansions and mm-hmm. and also like uh, cartier Am I saying that right? Cardia, yeah, I think and it's Cartier. Uh, Cartier. yeah, and so we do businesses and houses, mm-hmm. and you go and you basically have a Windex solution and a rag, and you know <laughs> chandeliers are just about like a thousand little glass things, and you just spend about five hours cleaning each one. It's character building, you know. You have <laughs> to have jobs like that in oh, order yeah. to work hard in your later life. Yeah, that's a cool one. It's that's not a- as cool. As perhaps (laughs) it's rather than say, I gotta get out of this.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, cool one. Like, I I talk to a lot of actors and I, I love hearing what side jobs they've had. You know, because there's yes. like the standard promo handing out flyers outside, yes. which is soul wrenching. And I did it for oh. an hour and then I
0: quit in tears. Oh, I'm sure. I
1: handed them in and I was like, that's more rejection than I've had all year. I can't do this.
0: I can't. We so, don't need any more rejection. <laughs> I
1: don't. Please just take my flyers. Yeah. Um, and so like there are the stereotypical, you know, serving and, and retail and uh, being an assistant. I, I've never heard anyone say it's the chandelier cleaning. Like that's that's a new one. What's a new one?
0: I, 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 we always say the Abbids, which is my family, we're not, uh, we were never meant for the service industry. We're not, we don't make good waiters uh, mm-hmm. and we don't make good like restaurant hosts. So I always, though they make the most money typically out of any of the five mm. gigs, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just not in our DNA. So I definitely found a lot of weird uh, side jobs that were not serving uh, for better or for worse.
1: I love that. What was your favorite? uh weird side job
0: i mean uh being a camp counselor for a week or for a summer in malibu like i didn't always love it i yeah. hate the cold i hate cold water and getting in and getting in the ocean at 8 a.m mm-hmm. on a rainy wednesday but i mean it's definitely an experience i mean i was like super fit and tan and like was mm-hmm. living the california life so mm-hmm. i and i you know i really enjoy working with kids So. um Yeah. So that was definitely one of the more interesting, like kind of fulfilling ones. Um, And then I also worked at a a, a focus group place where you set up the room and tear down the room for, you know, big time focus groups for companies over. And we'd always get to eat all the food that they didn't eat. So that was great Uh as well
1: awesome yeah <laughs> isn't it isn't it sad that like that's the highlight we get the free food left over
0: <laughs> when you're poor in the lower 20s free food basically runs your life
1: <laughs> Yes, especially like when i was waiting tables and we work an event and there's like the food that gets sent, like not the food that gets sent back from tables i'm saying if you're working like a catered event and there's the right. food that's like the presentation then they take it to the back and it's like the sushi that's been sitting out for three hours but right.
0: still looks you're like really, i really good.
1: I'm, I'm all in. give me a piece of that crunchy tune roll oh, and please. oh they have steak as well yes please Thanks.
0: i do admit that i yeah. when I, I was a busser in high school and one time a kid only ate one bite of his burger and i ate the rest of it
1: yeah
0: yeah we you know sometimes we just I, desperate for food
1: Sometimes we're desperate for food. I cannot tell you how many bussers I've seen eat food over the years. Oh, I, can't, I can
0: imagine. I can't. Like, the list <laughs> is so long. All
1: right, so back to childhood. It was a yes. good segue on my behalf. So back to childhood. Uh, what were you like when you were a kid?
0: Um, class clown. I was voted mm-hmm. class clown in high school. I, my mm-hmm. first job ever was as a magician at Red Lobster. Um, my uncle was the president of the Michigan society of magicians. So it ran in the family. So I would like go around at red lobster while people were waiting for their food and show them some magic tricks and do some balloon animals for them. Um, yeah. And I was also a clown there was a community theater for kids and they had a clown school. So then every time the circus came to Lansing, they would invite all the local clowns. So once a year for a weekend, I would get to perform in the circus and be a clown and like meet kids and stuff. So that was always cool. And yeah, just acted in all the plays. And I was never like the popular kid. I was just always, I never, I was like insecure, like didn't go on my first dates till I was like 16, 17. Mm -hmm. So I, I was always the guy that like was laughing or like making people laugh, but you know, it was often to hide my kind of like insecurities on how exactly to fit in with these people.
1: Yeah. At what point did you realize, Hey, I think I want to be an actor.
0: Yeah, probably like 12. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. uh, doing, we had, I heard that Lansing has like the most community theaters in anywhere in Michigan, maybe even in the Midwest. So there's just tons of opportunities to act. So my goal was always I'm going to act in high school. Then I'm going to audition for colleges. If I get in based on my talents, maybe that's a sign I'll continue acting. And if not, I I would go to school to be a journalist or like a weatherman. But then I got into Michigan and say, for better or for worse, I continue the acting career.
1: That's so cool. So, So you get into Michigan, so you're ready to go to college. What was that like?
0: That was terrific. Like I said, I was so I took it as an opportunity to reinvent myself because I was like, you know, in high school, my friends were like nice, but like they weren't me people. They weren't like me. They were like a sub. They were like, I don't know. We just were different. And so I was never like, oh, I found my people, my tribe, and I'm so happy. So I really took the opportunity to be like I really like turned into kind of like a frat guy because I just wanted to be like a cool, popular, fun guy, and that's exactly what I turned into in in uh, college. Not in like a negative way, but just yeah, like yeah. I lived with my friends in like a three story like eight guy house. We were the party house. Like I held all the orientations for the new theater department. It was only each grade was only sixteen theater kids. They accepted wow. sixteen in each class, so you get real close with your um, with your group. And, uh, so it's just a really great community. Um, so wow. I, yeah, some of the, some of the best, uh, years ever. I, from an acting standpoint, I always think like, if I were to have a kid and he'd say he wants to be an actor, I'd almost say, you know, if you just go to LA, you're going to probably find better acting teachers than many of these schools, but you'd miss mm-hmm. out on the school experience. Totally. So I think I've become a better actor since Michigan, but yeah. Uh, I would never sacrifice the experience I had there.
1: So I think the question on everyone's mind is, <laughs> is: is when you were in college, is that when you went from being David to Dave?
0: Wow! Yeah, I know that is what everyone's thinking. <laughs> I, um, you know, I think I just always um, myself as Dave just for my whole life, and so I usually David is like what girlfriends and family call me. And then pretty much right. everybody else. I always saw David as like the guy who wears glasses and he really likes to read books and drink coffee. Uh, <laughs> and Dave is like the more casual fun guy. <laughs>
1: I like the specificity of like to drink coffee. Just read books and drink coffee.
0: Yeah. Ah. I, I drink coffee, but I don't read a lot of books. I'm more of an audio person. You know what I mean?
1: Got it. Oh, I do. I do very much. So I love audio.
0: Oh, yes. I'm a huge podcaster.
1: uh, I, I, yeah. Hence
0: your work now. You're, look at you, you're in audio.
1: I fucking love it, man. You know what? You know what? It's kind of ruining some things for me. I got to, I got to be honest with you and I got to break it down for everybody right now. Okay. So whenever I was a kid, I really liked this movie called Mrs. Winterbourne with Ricky mm. Lake and Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, a national treasure, which you know what? He's made a comeback, and I love him. Sure. So I'm watching the movie, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Why does the sound not match the acting? Mm. They they dubbed Ricky Lake's performance. What? So the the ADR is totally like it's the words that she's supposed to be saying, but the acting intention is not at all what was filmed. What? It's so, it's so off. Like the sound, you can tell the sound is off. I never would have noticed that had I not gotten into podcasting and listened to voice over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And so now, anytime I watch a movie, I'm like dissecting the sound all of a sudden. It drives wow. me fucking nuts. It's not a good thing.
0: <laughs> I would never that sounds like hell. I would never it, want that. Ability. It really
1: is hell. I was talking to this guy yesterday. Um, I was on set of this interview doing like PA work, which I just wanted to kill myself because I'm like, oh I my fucking God. hate being, you. Yes, I, I hate being a PA. But I was happy to be on a set and it was it was it was nice. It was nice being yeah. on a set. But I was talking to the sound guy and I said that. He's like, Yeah, it ruins it. I haven't been able to enjoy a movie in a long time. And I are just oh, like, God. oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> Yikes. I feel like that yeah. happens with actors too sometimes is they're mm-hmm. so obsessed with acting that not, they, they're too busy breaking down every scene or like judging yep. if the actor is good or not to just sit back and enjoy the movie.
1: Yeah. I, I noticed that I... Have you seen the TV show Vice Principals? I have not. Oh, it's a goodie. It's I a hear. goodie. I, I do hear just, it's a goodie. I just finished watching it yesterday and at one point, like I can, I can go in and out. Like I can just totally watch something like just an average person who knows absolutely nothing about behind the scenes. And then sometimes depending on like where my stress level is, I'll start (laughs) watching something and I'm thinking about A's and B's and I'm thinking about the pickups and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Uh, too many things I do. I should not be thinking of. No. And instead I'm like, yeah, they did a really good job with that. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's oh, that's fucking good. Good job, Danny McBride. <laughs> like I just start I start like grading them. Yeah. And it's it's annoying. I never yeah. used to uh, like before I I got into more of like the producing and the writing and all that stuff. I never I just, I never, I never saw it, anything like that. And it's just like what you said, like, because it starts with the acting. Like once you, it's so funny because all actors, like once we go to like that one class, <laughs> it's like that one class. And we're like, and I just saw things so differently after that. <laughs> you know, like we all have that one teacher or like that That's one true. class that did something for us.
0: That's true. And,
1: and it's just so funny because, like, the more that I keep doing on like different realms, I'm like, this is like awesome, but also terrible because it's yeah. ruining some of the magic.
0: I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like kind of in a sociological standpoint, that happens also uh like with like race and gender and like that mm-hmm. stuff too once you start like reading more books and kind of like opening your eyes you start seeing things about the world that have always been a certain way but you like yeah. never noticed them and then you're like oh shit like this is happening all the time Hello. Yeah.
1: Hello. <laughs> have you been inside my head during the quarantine? I have. Yes. Oh my god, man. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's long overdue, especially since so many people get affected so negatively and it's been something that's just been kind of cast aside as it is what it is. And like, now it doesn't have to be.
0: So many people be like, not so many, but especially kind of like the older generation be like, you know, I really thought racism was, was done. I thought it was over. I thought that, you know, these are just kind of like nitpicking things. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like and one they're like i didn't know how many racists there are and Mm -hmm. then two like oh wow like they're starting to have more sympathy and like a realization that there's still a lot of problems in the world so uh, which is good but yeah i think everybody feels the weight of that as well
1: totally which
0: people of color have been feeling that weight the whole time so it's mainly just white people not feeling the, the weight
1: yeah yeah
0: But we digress. Super accurate. We digress.
1: And you did a cool video about that, too. What was, what was, it was like.
0: That's right. That was, uh, that one did very well, too. It was um, white people talking about diversity in Hollywood. And it was like two white guys being like, complaining that they can't get any work because it's going to minorities. They support it and they love it, but they can't get an audition to save them life. And and it wasn't like (laughs) supposed to be accurate. It's supposed to be like a commentary on, How I think a lot of like white people are like under their breath complaining about the that they can't get auditions while publicly, you know, supporting diversity and they love what's happening, but then privately grumbling about it. And it's kind of like an ironic, it's ironic and just it's kind of just a mockery of, I think, the conversations that I've overheard uh, in this town for years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's what I I I try to do, like with... I am trying to I think during this time we're all trying to figure out how do I like participate in the movements that are happening in a way that like makes sense for me in the time that we're in and like for me it's like let me try you know I love making these videos and I have a little bit of an audience and I like to use humor uh so like how can I kind of raise awareness on kind of some of these issues in a way that I think a is palatable to a wide swath of people you no know, depending on your uh political leanings and Mm -hmm. it makes people maybe think and have a conversation and it just kind of like sheds light on something in a funny way that just makes me feel like okay well at least in a very 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 small way like i'm doing a little something during this time where it feels like everybody wants to feel like they're doing a little something
1: yes everyone does feel like they want to do a little something and i think it's great that you found a pocket to be able to produce in you know
0: yeah that's great Thanks.
1: So so there you are. You, you move out to L.A. after graduating from college. Now, I would imagine that you move out to L.A. and you booked Grey's Anatomy that week, right?
0: <laughs> if by last, if that week you mean nine years later, then yes. Oh, uh,
1: oh, oh, it took that long? That doesn't that seem long. like really huh? Okay, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <I
0: know. laughs> that is, what, I mean, God knows I have one or two friends who that is what their life was. They came out yeah. of here and they had their audition. Yeah, I actually ended up taking a job uh, in PR as like, I didn't even know what PR was, but I just like, oh, was wow. I was like looking for a PR assistant. And I was like, I'm good with the public. I went to Michigan <laughs> and the, I don't know why but they hired me. Oh, uh, because you were
1: a sweet med- Midwestern boy. That is I, why they hired yeah, you. They were probably like, okay. oh, like
0: a gregarious theater major went to Michigan. Yeah, let's bring him in. Yeah. And so uh, that started a 12-year-long career of social media management. And I went from there to be the social media director at another PR firm. And now I have my own social media freelancing business and that's what i've been doing cool. uh, in my non-acting time for years i work from home and have different clients or work with different ad agencies and mm-hmm. that that pays the bills and i as i think many actors know i think the key to longevity out here is having a stable income and a job that doesn't make you want to kill yourself so this yeah. gives me stability and i don't mind it and it, it make it doesn't have to be like I have to end acting by this age so I can then finally get out of serving or whatever. Like this is kind of like an ongoing thing. So that's been a nice luxury.
1: Wow. Well, I guess since you're so good with social media, can you give like three tips to the performer out there of how to heighten their social media presence?
0: Sure. Well, I always say, first of all, I always hear people say, Oh, I hate social media. I don't want to do it. Then I would say to them, Then don't do it. Like, it, hmm. I think you're never going to do well. You're never going to do the things you need to do if you hate it the whole time. And nothing, hmm. I hate having conversations with people that just want to complain about it all the time and then say, But anyway, what should I do? It's like, listen, you don't have to do it. Hmm. Like, it's like kind of like any other, like going to a casting workshop or anything else. Like, you don't have to do any of these things. Like, there, it is beneficial, um, but you have to kind of find joy in it. Or if you're just doing it because you have to, you're never gonna. It's never gonna be very useful to you. And then I would say, mm-hmm. two, is what are you selling? Like for me, I'm selling funny, you know, funny content creator guy. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of like a lot of men and women are selling like hotness. Like, look at how hot I am, and you know, shirtless pics and uh, and whatever. And then other people. So I don't know any number of quirky, sporty, whatever. But I, I think that just helps decide what you should, because everybody's like, what should I post? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to post. And so I think that once you decide, like for me, I was, making videos and then I started making some videos about acting and then those would get a lot of comments, And then I'd be like, oh, maybe I'm onto something here. And then I would make more. And then, so I was like, oh, this is my niche and this makes me happy. And people seem to like it. So I think if you can find your pocket, I think that's uh, really helpful too. And finding your audience, like finding these group, Facebook groups on, well, these groups on Facebook for actors, you know, uh, through that, I've found, I've gotten a new manager through these videos. I've gotten hired to make other videos and I've had casting people call me in. And so it's, it's important to remember, it's not a one-to-one. You don't make a video today. And you see the reap you reap your rewards tomorrow. It took me like two years of constantly making things for people for it to start to show up and for people to start to recognize it. So you have to understand that if you start today in social media, it's going to take a while for it to make sense, for it to matter, for someone to notice it. And that's okay. Like don't don't poo-poo it just because you're not seeing the rewards. Right away, which kind of leads back to the first idea of like, you should like it because that way it'll keep you doing it for long enough to maybe have something positive come from it.
1: Mm, That's good. Y'all took notes out there. Go (laughs) ahead and go back 30 seconds. Really really get it all. Just (laughs) write it all down. David's giving you some perils, y'all. Some perils for <laughs> re which is always hard to come by it but is. much appreciated as i'm yes. sure my listeners are like fuck yeah it's a great episode <laughs> i'm gonna make sure that i write a review and leave five stars on they apple have to. podcast yeah, they have to. i may share this on my facebook <laughs> i may take a picture of myself listening to this episode wow. and, and adding it on instagram because ashley sure as fuck would like to repost that who is going to do oh, that? For
0: what you want people to do. That's good.
1: Right? Like come on. Come on guys. I want to see you. I keep showing you who I am. I'm showing up for you. Show up
0: yes, for me. Yes, show up for her, please.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, David, you got some cool stuff. You got some cool stuff. I'm such a big fan. Let's let's talk about a couple of the highlights though that you've done. So you've done some pretty big stuff. Man, you for all great anatomy.
0: I was uh, I mean listen they're all small roles they're all You were Meredith Grey. Being me Meredith Grey. Uh I forget the I I never watched the show. I was just Brett the bartender mm-hmm. and uh I feel like people will appreciate when you go on for a small role on set you're like excited to be there but in some ways it's also demeaning and demoralizing cuz like no yeah. one really cares about you but yet for us it's like the pinnacle of our year just to be on a Famous show set and have a couple lines. Yeah. And so they were shooting my coverage, and the cinema was uh, the DP was like, Oh, I would have to move the camera here in order to get the bartender. And the director just yells, I don't care about the bartender. <laughs> I, I just wanted to crawl under the desk and retire from acting. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's.
1: That's the title of your book.
0: I don't care about the bartender. <laughs> uh, right. I, I Yes, I just thought... Uh, I, I mean, she wasn't being as... I mean, her point was like, they already got my stuff and this was yeah. not set up for that. But still, I mean, I think that's just a metaphor for often yeah. how co-stars feel on set. Is mm-hmm. You know, um, so that was cool. I, I think probably one of my most exciting and... Uh, unique one was being briefly in the Blue Man Group uh, in New York City. I uh, auditioned out here. I've never drummed before in my life. I'm terrible with rhythm, and they had an audition, and it was three days of an audition uh, with crazy acting exercises, and then they said, "We'll give you six months drumming lessons here in L.A., and if you can make it through that, we'll take you to New York." And then I did, and then they took me to New York, and. I was there for two months, and right before I was off to be a blue man forever, they said, you're not good enough. We don't. Your drumming isn't where it needs to be. Your oh. dreams are dead. Go back to L.A. So it was an eight-month journey of excitement and possible career change, but in the end, it didn't work out, but it was, it was pretty cool while it lasted.
1: Damn, that's the title of your second book, Your Dreams <laughs> Are Dead. Go back to L.A. <laughs> I, did,
0: uh, I did submit the story to the moth podcast. I haven't heard back yet. But it was the theme. The theme was like don't failures don't have to failures can move you forward. Like just because it was something that didn't work out and it was sad, it actually Mm -hmm. was very like character building and something that I would never, you know, regret doing. So it's just kind of a re examining of what failures have to mean in your life.
1: Oh, a reexamining about what failures have to mean in your life.
0: The third book.
1: The third book, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are a novelist.
0: I am I... a novelist. I don't read them, but I write them. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hello. That's, that's, all that, that's all that matters. You got oh, the word. I'm a,
0: sorry. Someone's calling me. Decline. We're back.
1: Oh, no. Was it Broadway?
0: It was someone from Detroit, which usually is probably <laughs> a pollster.
1: Got it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just want to check and see what's going on with you. Who am I voting
0: for? I know. I'm doing a podcast. Back off.
1: (laughs) So here's a here's a good one, Um, because it's a fucking bitch. I gotta say. Okay, so you know, you know when you you know when you book something and it's great and you're on cloud seven hundred, you know, it's it's awesome, and that thing that happens right after. (laughs) <laughs> when, it, when it's done you know when it's done yes. that feeling of right after when it's done how do you yeah. deal with that
0: well you know three or four days of depression mm-hmm. um i mean i i think yeah i think we're all, i think the funny thing in la is we're always like one day away from quitting acting forever you book one co-star and you're like reinvigorated for the next year i mean i feel yeah. like i always i feel like yeah leaving set <laughs> is is sad but then I think you still ride that like confidence for a while of like, I was just on set. I can get mm-hmm. cast. I'm a good actor. Mm-hmm. And then it really is more like two months later when now you're not even getting callbacks and you're like, what the hell? And um, that's when I go and make more videos. I mean, I think the the loss of control is so crazy. And you know, I put a lot of stock into always just trying to become a better actor. Like I'm doing two different acting classes right now, uh, trying to always kind of reexamine the way I look at scenes in my auditions and how I can get better. And that that allows me to always be like, OK, let me think of maybe why last year was a bad audition year. Why wasn't I getting crazy? I sometimes I go back to my old audition tapes and I'm just always thinking, how can I keep improving How can I get a, you know, a guest star instead of a co-star? And so I'm just kind of just always trying to figure out how to improve myself, my marketing and the things I have in control of in between the downtimes, because we're all going to inevitably go through those kind of depressing downtimes.
1: So analytical, very smart of you.
0: I'm a very analytical person.
1: Ooh, that's a good trait to have in this business, my friend.
0: Even though my girlfriend says I should cry more. So I guess, you know, you always want one more than the other.
1: Oh, shit. That's where the real shit
0: comes out. More about that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's dig in Let's make this a relationship podcast. Let's
1: dive into the (laughs) childhood.
0: At one point,
1: did you think that was me trying to go into Dr. Ruth? Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Um, Beautiful
0: voice, though.
1: (laughs) So so there we go. Um yeah that well uh yeah no uh i'm hoping your girlfriend will listen to this podcast so i don't want to pry in your relationship (laughs) so what's your girlfriend's name
0: uh she her name is rachel
1: hey rachel i love you thank you so much for listening to the show i think you're awesome and your boyfriend is like so funny congratulations you guys are gonna have really cute adorable kids
0: oh i'm gonna have her and her parents listen to this and her whole family that'll be great Shout out to her. She's going to school to get uh, her master's to become a therapist. So uh, oh. we're excited for her. Oh,
1: well, that's why she says you need to cry more.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It all makes sense yeah. now. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Totally makes sense. So, yes. um, oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, and then I do have another question because this is something I always like to ask everyone who comes on the show. So the the theme of the show is dealing with fears, you know, Um Whenever you feel fear start to creep in in your life, what do you do to combat that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely have many fears, whether it's acting or personal or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think as I've gotten older, I think voicing them has been really powerful. For example, in my acting class the other day, I was like, I feel like a really shitty actor right now. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel, and I'm not excited about working on these scripts and I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And my teacher was really supportive. He was like, they've one, It's a crazy time right now Two, we all go through that. And I think it's important to talk about it. And like, and then like right afterwards, someone from class was like, Hey man, if you ever want to run a scene and like uh, bounce around ideas or whatever, just hit me up. And I did. And, that helped right away and it helped invigorate and know that I had people that were like willing to support me and I think too and I think same goes in my relationship and with parents and everything else is I think the more that I don't let the fears fester and like control how I how I work and my destiny the more I like voice them and ask for help um the less that they've had kind of control over me and the more I think I've seen good stuff come out of that i think as actors i see a lot of um self um
1: sabotage
0: sabotaging yeah yeah. and i think it often comes in the sign of uh why aren't you working on this audition hard enough Mm -hmm. or why are you making excuses that you don't have time to totally memorize the scene or there's just in our business it's it it really is like the biggest excuse business in the world Mm -hmm. i feel like because It is easy to say, well, uh, who cares is they're not going to see it or it's just this or it's just this. Mm -hmm. And I think the the people I know who are successful have eliminated all of that and they're laser focused and they don't let the failures and the rejections define them. And we all fall prey to that rejection, like feeling just like hell. And I've certainly fall prey to that all the time. But that's what I'm working on is just, you know, voicing it and trying to be better the next day.
1: Oh, I'm not sure if you hear that, but that's one of my viewers hearing what you said and feeling it because like,
0: (laughs) I love that sound,
1: but that's good. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Oh, that's nice. You're welcome. You're welcome out there.
0: I love you Randy we're doing it for you I love you Randy yes
1: (laughs) it'd be so great if (laughs) Randy Randy was actually listening to it they're like
0: there's nothing amazing (laughs) whoa Um, (laughs)
1: well David I'm so excited that you you came by the show today thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me
0: great I love uh, giving you me the opportunity and having a podcast that lets people like talk about their careers and I think it's so important that people understand that acting isn't just either fame or not fame. There's like a lot of us that are right in the middle, trying every day with tons of ups and downs and it's tough. And, you know, we're all dealing with it. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that's like most of the people in Hollywood. So it's good to have a podcast that brings that community together so we can all feel not so alone out there.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to have that house that everyone can come and stay at.
0: So uh, wouldn't that be great? That
1: works for bit Well, yeah, yeah, that would be <laughs> that'd be so great. <laughs> um, where can people find you?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I'd love for them to find me on Instagram at Dave Abed, D-A-V-E-A-B-E-D, like a bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the number one place. I also, um, and you, you'll see it on my profile on my Instagram but there's this app that most people haven't heard of called Rizzle. It's kind of like a vlogging app, hmm. uh, but they do a lot of a. They have these contests for original series. So about every month or twice a month, I make a ten episode, one minute each episode series, and they're always you know completely original, from Game of Thrones to one I just called called Space Farce, and they're just kind of like these fun one-minute episodes my dog stars and a lot of them so anyway it's a it's a, can be a fun place to just watch if you're bored uh just a lot of my other content so but you can find that link uh, in my instagram so that's that's probably the best place oh
1: that's awesome you can also check the show yeah. notes because i'll make sure that i'll put that there david i can't wait to check those out
0: oh thank you I, i'd love to hear uh your thoughts and I put work into them, and they're just meant to be, like, just a nice outlet for my friends and for dog lovers everywhere. (laughs) Oh,
1: everyone. This was a really fun episode. I just want everyone to know, I don't know David. And most of the people who do come on the show, I know. And I, you know, you are are just a delight. An absolute delight. Dare I say national treasure? Maybe. Okay, oh, yeah.
0: you may. You,
1: you are may. a national treasure. <laughs> a Midwestern well. national treasure. How fun was David? He's a load of laughs. So check him out over on the social stuff. He's so cool. We've got some cool pods coming up. Lots of coolness. Cool. It's cool, right? It's cool. Yeah, so let's go ahead and do it. Go live your life. Have a super awesome day. Why? Because you're fucking worth it. And you should be living your life to be awesome because you are
0: have a wonderful day I'll talk to you soon my friend bye